Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> 5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Thursday to one and all broadcasting live today from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Hanging out with our good friend Tim and his crew. We'll talk to you about it throughout the show, but you can check them out online, rgsutahsighting.com. Austin Horton back at uh, our Carrier Zone studios at Vivid Arena. And, of course, joining us now, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How was your uh, short little vacation? Were you okay? Uh, yeah, man. It was it was absolutely terrific. Uh, we we jaunted down to Lake Powell for a few days, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was awesome. It was really really great. And uh, thanks to uh, what uh, we had a bowler on Monday, and I heard the show was uh, actually I heard the show was terrific all three days. But bowler on Monday, uh, uh, Austin uh, on Tuesday, and our boy PK yesterday. Thanks uh, to everybody. And then uh, who helped you producing on Tuesday, Austin? Uh, that would be a joint effort of one Lloyd Cole program director and one extraordinaire up and comer Alex Lundberg. So shout out to those two guys as well for uh, helping me get out of town. It was great. Uh, yeah, we had a nice time. Good. You stayed safe. And uh, any any close calls? Any uh, with the coronavirus hopping around the way it is in Utah right now? Or are you able to stay clear of that? Uh, I guess we'll find out in a week. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know, uh, but we had a nice time. It was uh, it was great. I got sunburn. Uh, yeah, it. it uh, I saw some. Uh, I mean, beautiful country down there. Like uh, just incredible. Some of the worlds we went to. We we saw Rainbow Bridge, Gordon, which I had not seen since I was a kid. So it was all it was all thumbs up from this guy all the way around. I uh, I uh, r- drove a boat up that canyon up to Rainbow Bridge one time and just parked the boat there at the. Uh, marina uh the dock that's there can you still do that or is the water too low for that no that's what we did and then you've got uh the water's pretty low but so we it's about a mile hike in there to you know you can't drive up right up on it but mm-hmm. it's uh it was great it was terrific my uh my three-year-old had a fantastic time good. so it uh it was all good uh it little got a little r&r you know now I have to take cold showers until the sunburn uh, fades away, but uh, it's worth it. Worth it. Have you uh, loaded on the aloe vera? 
Uh, yes, I, I have uh, multiple lotions that I use to keep my, my skin uh, uh, lubricated. Okay, I, I just don't know. <laughs> I wish you'd use a different word. Um, okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. You know, like like cool, you know, something along those lines. Is lotion good for sunburn? Uh, well, it varies. I mean, aloe vera lotion. I don't know. We have this uh, this stuff called uh, what uh, what is it? Maui Babe that is supposed to keep you from peeling too much. So that's kind of a lotion. <laughs> Uh, it, it, you know, I haven't begun that stage of things quite yet, so I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back. We missed you, and uh, it's good to have you back. I'm glad you, you were uh, you're rejuvenated. You're fired up. You're you're ready to uh, you're ready to attack all things sports. Indeed. Uh, and uh, you know, I was also really excited to see that uh, San Francisco won. So I'm still alive this week in the survivor pool, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, not everybody on the team got injured. No, no. Did did it, by the way? Did the the uh, I was a little dialed out from sports. Did the whole show make it make it this week in the survivor pool? Did everybody yes. survive? Yes, we did. Oh, good. We did. So, that makes it more interesting. Well, we let you back in. I mean, look, I it's, it's through our generosity, the largesse of Austin, and uh, to uh, to let you in, back in. Uh, so we uh, we're going to do that again today. Is that the plan? Want to do that I coming up at uh, at five fifty? I've got to look at the games this week and, mm-hmm. and see how uh, exactly we're looking. See, I think since we pool. let you back in, we should assign you a game, <laughs> and you have to pick. That's, you know, we should have thought of that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. The terms of of my reengagement in the process were met. Show me that in writing. <laughs> We've got tape of it somewhere. That's the same thing, right? Do you guys believe people when they say do you take uh, people for their word, or do you have to get it in writing? Not a chance. Uh, no. I'm a. I'm a. I, I'll take people at their word. I suppose. Sucker. <laughs> Austin is like a vulture that's now circling around your carcass. The poor, the poor uh, teenager that mows Austin's lawn has to get a lawyer involved. No, I mow my own lawn. I'm a real man. <laughs> You're a real man, please. Okay. Well, I mow my, my own lawn, now Austin. The Marlboro I'm, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you. Everybody, uh, raise your hand on the show who mows their own lawn. My, my hands up. Mine I'm looking at well. Johnny, Johnny Lightfoot. Austin, Austin's hands up. Tim's isn't up though, Gordon. So you've got a teammate. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we have a lot to do on the show today. Um, We we were hoping, Gordon, that we'd have some breaking Pac-12 news on the show. Looking looking at some supposed timelines that uh, John John Wilner has been putting out there. Maybe Mm -hmm. not so sure. Maybe in the 6 o'clock hour. But uh, the the Pac-12 decision makers, the CEOs or presidents or whatever we're talking about, uh, scheduled to meet this afternoon, and, and hopefully we have a return to Pac-12 football in some way, shape, or form. I think there are some presidents in that conference from certain states that are still quite concerned. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see what they decide to do. I, I don't know. I don't – you know, if the vote is, say, 8 to 4, you know, they'll say it's 12-zip, right? Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're going to be unanimous. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Fall in line. That's what the Pac-12 does. 
It should be. You don't. You don't it want should to, be uh, uh, on the conference offices. Is their motto? Fall in line. <laughs> We're the Pac-12. <laughs> the conference of falling in line. <laughs> the conference of falling in line. That's what we do. The, uh, the no, conference. What, wait, wait. This is a little more. Has a little more alliteration. The conference of consensus. Okay, <laughs> that's why you're the wordsmith on the show. The conference yeah, I, of consensus. Yeah, I, I think that's what we'll see in one way, way, shape, or form. But maybe I mean, and uh, well, let's let, let me set up the show, and then we'll dive into this in the split story of the day because it, right. it really is the biggest story of the day. So we'll have Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Network at three uh, to chat with us about uh, what's going on within the league. Sam Amick, uh, your daily assist, coming up at uh, four o'clock. And uh, then we're going to start off the the Raiders Insider Report at 5.30. We are your new home of the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, so we're going to do a little Insider Report. And I, I'm excited about this, Gordon, because I've got to admit, I've, I've been not a Raiders fan for my entire life. But the, the idea that we've got a team that close, uh, I'm, I, I'd love to go down to Vegas and see a Raiders game, man. That, that's something that really appeals to me. So I think I'm, I'm jumping on board. And I would guess maybe some listeners out there are doing the same. Well, yeah. I mean, I spent uh, I've spent the better part, much to Austin's uh, dismay, I spent the better part of Tuesday's show. I think it was Tuesday, right, Austin? Uh, asking Lloyd for permission to join Raider Nation, and I had to find out what I needed to do in order to be accepted into the group. And I think a lot of our listeners are considering it, consider it on account of the fact that the uh, you know the geography is what it is. And, uh, and since they won, <laughs> you know, it, it's right. a little more encouraging. Uh-huh. So. Now, now, uh, can I take a, a stab at what was required for you to get on the on the bandwagon? You go ahead. I can't remember, but go ahead. Uh, a B felony or worse. <laughs> oh, that's that's so cliche. Come I on. Know. I know. Was that the easy joke? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Most cliches are true. For <laughs> most cliches are cliche for a reason. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk to how now. Now help me on this one, Austin. Keant Myers is going to be on with us at uh, at five thirty. Keant Myers, excuse me. Keant Myers is going to join us coming up at five thirty. So that'll be fun as uh, we jump on board with Raider Nation. Gordon, obviously the <laughs> the fact that they're winning leaves you open to it, huh? <laughs> Shocking. Well, if they if they'd gotten crushed the other night, I might have re, you know rethought the whole thing. But no, I mean it's because of the proximity, and it's not like uh, Salt Lake is a suburb of uh, of Vegas. But you know, it is closer than those Broncos. It is closer than those Forty ers It is closer than those Rams and those Chargers. And who doesn't love going down to Vegas for a weekend? You know, taking a little uh, jaunt down that way. And, and well, hey, didn't they used to, uh, didn't the Jazz used to play a few games down in Vegas back in the day? Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar set the scoring record. He had that uh, little hook shot over Mark Eaton. And, yeah, that's where that happened. But uh, I, uh, I don't know, I'm a little sheepish about it. But uh, on the other hand, I think, look, I'm without a team. I abandoned the Rams last year. Although I like the Rams' new uniforms. I don't know why everyone's complaining about the Rams' new uniforms. They look good. But uh, but anyway. I, uh, They're different. I, People don't like different. 
Yeah, it takes people a while to uh, adjust. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders are here, man. And you talk to the people in Vegas where a good number of people from which city come that come to Vegas to do whatever they do in Vegas. And I'll bet you that Salt Lake City is, I, I might even say second only to L.A. I don't know that for a fact. Maybe Mr. Know-it-all knows this. But don't you think that that would be a, a sort of a logical thought? Yeah, I, I would think so. I'm I'm considering jumping on board, and I can't stand the Raiders. So, well, I know that people go to Vegas from all over the place. I was once in uh, one time in Hawaii. I asked somebody who lived in Hawaii where they go to vacation, and they said Vegas, and uh, and they have entire plane loads of people who who come from the islands to vacation in Vegas. And so, uh, you know, uh, but but Salt Lake City, because Vegas is so close, people just jump in their cars and head on down there or jump on a short flight and go down there. So, I mean, there is, even though the two cities are, aren't exactly identical, uh, you know, there, there is some connection there. So We know why you go to Vegas, that's for sure, for the live entertainment, if you get my drift. Oh, yeah, I saw Mary Poppins down there, and I oh, saw Mamma Mia. Uh, I saw Jersey Boys down there. Uh, uh-huh. uh, what are you it's referring not, to? That's not, uh, that's not the kind of live entertainment you talk about off the air. Let me just put it that way. Um, oh, please. Let's jump right into it. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago, I believe. I think it might be a couple of weeks ago tomorrow to the day, if I'm remembering correctly. But, you know, agree, disagree, uh, that's not really applicable. Disappointed, absolutely. We've got to follow the, the uh, recommendations of the medical team. And, you know, they've been at this for months now literally you know examining it and deciding what we can do what we can't do what's safe what's not safe and so they came to the conclusion that putting a, a halt to this fall season was was in order and uh, you know it was tough news to get to the, uh, give to the team they're all disappointed they want to play obviously they're football players they want to play football but beyond our control nothing we can do about it and so now we just set our sights on whatever's next and and at this point in time like i mentioned it's it's next week's routine getting back uh, started up with uh, you know with training All right, that was Kyle Whittingham, and hopefully, Gordon, we have some idea of what way, shape, or form the Pac-12 will return to play this fall. Um, Of course, there's there's a chance that uh, no consensus really has come to or that they decide to uh, continue to postpone or cancel or or whatever the case may be, but it would seem like uh, most of the the buzz coming out um, uh, out of the league right now is that they will return to play in the fall in some way, shape, or form. And also on top of that, maybe some part of the league starts on one day, some part of the league uh, starts on a different one. So we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but uh, step one, as they say, is is likely coming today. Well, it's interesting when you think about Utah's application to this whole thing because the Utes have an advantage, even though they were, they're replacing all those players off of a very talented team from a year ago. 
they would be in better position than maybe many of the other teams in the Pac-12 because those guys, as Ron McBride informed us, have been up there working their tails off, getting ready for the season. And that's been a little more problematic in the California schools, maybe the Oregon schools. And so, yeah, uh, they, they it would be a natural transition for them. And I'm all for this as long as they test every day and make it as safe as possible. And it looks like that's the way they're headed. That's the way we're all guessing it's going to happen. But there could be a few snags along the way, like we talked about. I think the school presidents in maybe California are the most hesitant of the bunch. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, following the tea leaves, it, it would seem that UCLA, uh, their their president doesn't really prioritize athletics all that much. And so, you know, maybe. Um, but I, they're going to pull. I, I believe that they're going to find out a way to pull this off. And I don't want to speculate as to the motives of, of presidents at this point. But I would guess that they'll whip the votes, uh, as we kind of laughed about earlier, all in one direction or the other. And it seems to me like all those votes are, are going to a, a return to play. And I, I mean, the, the bureaucracy in California has been interesting to watch, but John Wilner reported a couple hours ago of the, the San Jose Mercury news. He said ahead of PAC 12 vote, California health officials have committed to expanding cohorts to a workable number for football practice per source. So, yeah. you know, Gavin Newsom said he wasn't standing in the way, but he still was standing in the way. And so it, Maybe, it appears they're cutting through some of that tape. I thought I read somewhere where it was the local jurisdictions that may have been more of a, a sticking point. Right, but the the it was pointed. Remember when, when Gavin Newsom said, you know, the, you can still practice with right. uh, just twelve right. players at a time. Uh-huh. You know, he he didn't really change that policy, and you know, he he said that, but that's not really true. I mean, you can't. You <laughs> I'm can't shocked. Per, you wait, know what I mean? Wait. So I'm shocked. Uh, wait, you mean a politician didn't tell the complete truth? Well, not in this case, but it, it would also appear like the Pac-12 hadn't pushed very hard up until that point, and now. They appear to be, or you know, pushing, or at least some universities appear to be pushing. So you know, get get some of this red tape out of the way, and and I would guess that you know these school presidents are are consulting their bosses, you know, boards of trustees and governors and those sorts of things. Like who knows what their priorities are, but I would guess that if Larry Scott wants to save his job, he'll he'll whip the votes he needs to whip. So we'll see how it well, goes. He got his bonus, so he's all taken care of in that regard. But uh Yeah, I saw um, that uh I saw that report while I was away that uh that what uh, all the executives got bonused out and everyone else got furloughed or laid off. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's not but a real ter- terrific look. They had to see that coming, right? Not. No. I mean it fits right in line with everything you've always said and I've always believed with you know everything from where the league offices are costing them over eight million dollars a year to the kinds of massive suites that are made available to larry scott and others it's just it is a bad look it is don't forget about the private planes do you think do you think that the fact that the pac-12 is the last conference to the table if they do in fact approve is that an indication that the Pac-12 was being extremely – I'll give you some choices, all right? They were being extremely cautious about the welfare of their student-athletes or they were extremely worried about liability issues or they were extremely worried about athletes gaining too much power 
or they really don't prioritize football in the Pac-12, and that's one of the reasons the conference is lagging behind some of the other Power 5 leagues. Could I say a little bit of everything? Which one do you think is – which is most indicative of what's happened? Um I'm I'm it's not a really question. sure. Yeah. I you know what I'm I'm not exactly sure, and I do think that there's there's some of all of that in there. But let me let me say this: what I've noticed about the Pac-12 being left behind, nobody seems to care. <laughs> and I I find that if, if I'm a Pac-12 football fan, I, I find that a little bit alarming. And and I don't think that 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 applies to Utah. I think Utah fans care a, a great deal, but nationally, everybody else is moving on. You know the the Big Ten had President Trump on the phone for crying out loud. The Pac-12 still isn't a go, and everybody's like, well, yeah, all right, well, figure it out out there, I guess. I mean, I, I think it's it's actually been a, a comment on how the Pac-12 has just fallen off the college football map. It reminds me of my years spent in uh, in, in L.A. Have I ever mentioned that I lived uh, and I worked a couple in times, A couple times, a yeah. couple times, yeah, for the – I mentioned the, that I used to take the 134 down to – yeah, what uh, you you wrote for the 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 Pismo Beach Gazette, right? <laughs> Stop it now! Don't get me mixed up with PK now. Um, Did he write no. for the Pismo Beach Gazette? No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Uh, anyway, the LA Times. Yeah. So now I don't remember what I was. Oh yeah, when I was over there, it seemed like in talking to athletic directors and coaches that. Around the conference, and this was many years ago, but this is like 30-some years ago, but there was an attitude amongst them that thought college football in general favored teams in the Big Ten and the SEC, anywhere east of, uh, at that time, Nevada. <laughs> and that the Pac-12, at that time the Pac-10, or even going back to the days of the Pac-8, that they were they were left out, that they that they were not respected as they should have been, and there was a real sense of insecurity in that regard. Uh, alongside that insecurity was a, an arrogance. Those two things go together a lot, don't they? More often than you would think. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is sort of being shown uh, in the. Uh, in what's going on right now, that uh, people are just sort of sniffing at what's going on out west. And uh, you know what? They haven't had a dominant team out west for quite some time, you know? And mm-hmm. so it, it and the time slot issue is an issue. And not to, you know, bring up old wounds, but playing in the middle of the night doesn't bring the type of exposure uh, really to your conference. The fact that Pac-12 after dark is a thing is annoying. It means that 10 people nationwide are actually watching your football games. And I, I realize it's not true across the board totally. They have a primetime game or two every week. But for the most part, you know, the the league's playing in the middle of the night. Nobody's paying attention to it. I, I've told you a story about how um, the when Sark was coaching USC and Utah beat him in, I believe it was Rice-Eccles Stadium at the last minute. You know what game I'm talking about? Was so that we, the uh... – yeah, that was, uh, oh man, his name is escaping me. The tall quarterback, who am I thinking of? Travis Wilson. Yeah. Um, is that the one you're thinking yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. I think it went overtime, right? And so I was at a, a, a wedding in Washington, D.C., you know, surprise, surprise. 
And uh, so after, uh, you know, that uh, that night, we want to I wanted to watch the game, obviously, because I knew I was going to have to talk about it when I got back to work on Monday. And so we go out to a bar in D.C. And Gordon, that game did not get over until two thirty, two forty five in the morning. I mean, they were they were putting bar stools upside down on the tables and giving me an annoying look like, hey, dude, you know, are you going to get out of here anytime soon? Because some of us <laughs> want to go home. <laughs> and it was just a real eye-opener to me that, like, because if I remember, serves maybe Utah wasn't the best in the league that year, but they were decent, and USC was supposed to be pretty good. I mean, that's a, you know, a pretty big game for the Pac-12. And it just, nobody, nobody out there on the East Coast, unless you're a diehard Utah fan or somebody who has to talk about it on Monday on the radio, is staying up late, that late to watch that game. And what's damaging about that is that uh, as the Pac-12 network was structured, it made it even more cloaked, you know, yeah. because people can't get distribution. They can't, they can't get that. It's difficult, more difficult for them to do so. And as you talk about what's going on back east as far as how they view the Pac-12, what makes it even more damning is the fact that I'm think, uh, many of the folks within the footprint of the Pac-12 don't really care all that much relative to other regions of the country. Yeah. Now, that even that either indicates uh, extreme well-being and balanced lives, or it tells you that people out that out in the Pac-12 country just don't care about football as much. Right. Yeah, and that's I, I a think... generalization. I get it that they do in certain pockets, but not like other places around the country. And I don't know if that has an effect on the overall performance of what's going on in the conference or not, but it's definitely notable. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really don't want to get overly political, certainly, but there's not the political pressure to do it either. You know, there's not governors on the phone telling these presidents what to do because they're worried about getting reelected based on whether or not college football is played. Hmm. Well, I, whether, whether it has anything to do with COVID or not, it, it just seems like that is that may have been true for quite some time, uh, rego- even when, when that was not as a, a concern. Yeah. Uh, so so and I, and how do you how do you fix that? I think you fix it by being better because when you're better, people seem to care a lot more. People pay. Although attention. I don't know whether yeah. that's really affected Stanford much. I mean, Stanford hasn't Stanford gone to the conference championship game more than any other team in the league? Yeah, but how often has Stanford con- contended for a title? Right now, on the bigger stage, yes. But uh, what do they draw? But I mean, that stadium they... just seems kind of empty half the time, doesn't right. it? Right. It, it it does, and I, there's probably a variety of reasons, and starting with that their alumni base isn't necessarily from Northern California, so come from afar and then leave after they graduate and, and certain difficulties like that. But, I mean, I, if we're talking about national relevance, I mean, you've got to have – when Stanford had Andrew Luck, that, that stadium was plenty full, you know? Mm-hmm. If you've got a, a true national title contender – then things get a lot more interesting. And the Pac-12 just hasn't had that for how long? I mean, what, Oregon's made a made a playoff and then a national championship. Wasn't that the first year that the, the college football playoff was around? Washington has made it once. Uh, and that's better than mine. Uh, the, and that's, the point, that's the it. The point is, you know? there's been a dearth. Yeah, there has been. Right. Yeah. And the Pac-12's done too happy about that, but. Well, look at look at the really look at the ACC it. look at the ACC, Gordon. That league stinks. 
I mean, it does. And I'm, I'm an ACC fan, and they haven't been good in a while. But Clemson is awesome. So all of a sudden, they're propping up the interest in the league, and, and Clemson is this, this traveling rock show that gets primetime television audiences each and every week, regardless of who they're playing. And so they get all this spotlight, whereas the, the Pac-12, you can make an argument, has been much deeper as far as better, you know, a total number of better teams. But they haven't had that big dog that garners the, the national right. spotlight that says, hey, you've gotta, you can't play this team in the middle of the night. You got to yeah. play them in prime time where everyone can see them. There just hasn't been that in, in the last really people, decade. The people in the Pac-12 they say, "Oh, it's because the balance of power is so equal <laughs> that it's tough to win because none of the teams are really might not seem to be the best in the country, but there aren't bad teams in the conference. Well, and so and, it makes it more difficult to run the gamut. Well, here's where Larry Scott comes back into play." If if you're at some disadvantages, maybe they're mythical. I mean, because I, but you're at disadvantage. You need to be better run than the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're struggling with revenue and and attention, and you just don't have the eyeballs and the and the buzz that the other leagues do, or even if you have a, a PR problem, I mean, you need to be better run than the other conferences. And I don't think the Pac-12 has run very well. I don't think you think the Pac-12 has run very yeah. well. And that puts them at an even further disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So, And I think and that is the opinion around the country. There's no doubt about that. All right. We are live today at uh, RGS uh, Construction. Our friend uh, Tim Brown is jumping on the headset with us now. And, uh, of course, five generations doing business in Salt Lake. Nine-time best-of-state winner. No big deal. And I've got to mention those, Tim, because – you don't like to brag. You're not one of those guys. You just like to show up, get the work done, do it better than everybody else. You don't need the accolades, so allow hey, me. We'll, we'll let you do it. It's good to see you. How are things around here? Dude, it's been busy. That's see, that's it's the time. idea. That's the, the time name of, the of year. Game. Well, people, you know, people are at home. People are spending more time at home. Things, you know, things, uh, they're noticing things, or I mean, don't like things, or or. But everything seems a little more immediate now. Well, it's it's definitely happened since since Corona. You you see a major difference in people's homes and and what they're focusing on. So for sure, and I think for us, like, we've been talking about it for the last couple of months. Here is that. You know, call us before Labor Day because as soon as Labor Day hits, the we get busy, and that's kind of the case. So we definitely are busy, but we definitely want to take care of the customers. We want to make sure that they get they get taken care of, especially, you know, right now that the big focus and what everybody's looking at is their gutters, their gutter covers, right. and their heat cables. You know, want to make sure the gutters are flowing correctly, making sure they're not plugged, and making sure that uh, they don't have ice this winter. Because dealing hey, Tim, with ice. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, to, Gordon. To, compliment tim uh, i needed a little work done on my house and the guys came out and did a real fine job so uh, i can vouch for that and jake i know that you've you've looked into having uh, tim's guys come out and do some stuff for you yeah absolutely had some rain gutter issues uh, that uh, actually were roof issues so i got that diagnosed and had a great experience so you guys you guys make it happen. You know, the, the thing is, is what we try. Look, we're not perfect. Um, I think the difference between a good company and a great company is a good company will do their job um, and they make mistakes, and you'll never hear from them. A great company will do their job, make a mistake, and fix it and make it right. And that's what we try to do. Um, you know, the biggest detriment we have is just our timing, and it takes us a little bit to get out there. And You know, Gordon can vouch for that. It took us a little bit longer than we would have loved to get to his home. But when we got there, we got him taken care of. And I think that right now in today's society that customers just need to know that there's a couple aspects. You want a good quality job, um, but you can't necessarily have a good quality job 
uh, it done quickly and cheap. Those three things just can't happen. Um, you can sacrifice one of the three is kind of what we tell customers, but you can't sacrifice um, all of them. And so our whole goal is we want to take care of our customers, do a really good job for them as quickly as we possibly can, and give them a good fair price. All right. So we'll Tim, talk Tim, about Tim. Yeah. I just took that. I just took that that your company is so freaking popular. Everybody wants to utilize your services, and so sometimes you know you got to find your way. Well, I don't know if we'll go that far, but I appreciate that, Gordon. And I think there's some truth to that is that, look, we're, we're a good company and we've established ourselves as a, like Jake says, a five generation company that's been doing um, exteriors, gutters, soft siding, et cetera, for five generations. Uh, then we've got that backlog. And so as long as customers know that ahead of time, it's going to take us a minute to get there, but we're going to treat them right and we're going to take care of them. RGSUtahSiding.com is the uh, website. Jump online, find out what they can do for you. RGSUtahSiding.com. We, we talked a little bit about uh, the rain gutters and we'll get into some of this other stuff uh, uh, a little bit later on in the show, but brick, stone, stucco, uh, you guys do a uh, fascia, soffit, um, also preferred contractor of James Hardy. So lots to get into today, rgsutahsiding.com. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath Long about a Saturday night Yeah! Rubbed up, just relaxing in the tub Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, Bobby Darren, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Uh, buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I told uh, uh, Austin that I listened to a little Bobby Darren on my uh, vacation, and he said, of course you did. You're going way old school here, huh? Yeah, I love Bobby Darren. You uh, usually you don't like what I select. What about this? This is uh, is it too uh, back in the day for you? No, it's the exact opposite. That uh, Bobby Darren came along and the young whippersnappers really liked him, and I was sort of poo pooing it back then uh, because you know us older folks uh, were more into you know the Glenn Miller band and whatnot, but. Well, I'll tell you what, this, this song, uh, the, there's two songs that he's he's done that I dearly love. Uh, Beyond the Sea is just an amazing song. And then uh, I've always loved the song Mac the Knife because of my brother. His name is Mac. So I've <laughs> always been a, a big fan of that particular song. So anyway, Bobby Darren today, Gordon. I was kind of kidding with what I said, but you didn't acknowledge it as a joke at all. So... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, you, because Bobby, was, his hits were in uh, what decade? The 1950s. 1950s. And by yeah. and by then, I was probably about 40. So I was past that. what the kids uh, I were see. listening to. <laughs> I see. Forgive me for brushing over your humor. I apologize. You weren't listening, were you? Uh, well, of course I was. I listened to every word you say, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, you, you always have me just gripped. With your your amazing content, uh, but uh, anyway, Austin was making fun of me over that earlier, okay. and I'm a little distracted with the news you gave me in the break, sending out <laughs> test me- text messages and such. So anyway, uh, <laughs> what are we laughing at? Nothing. It's it's not funny, not in the slightest. Uh, there's mm-hmm. fire up Neff's Canyon. In fact, on on my vacation one day. 
Uh, this would have to be Monday, I guess. When we were, uh, when did the the fire start, Gordon? We got off the lake, and of course we didn't have any cell service. And when we got off, we had a bunch of different texts from people talking about that uh, that fire in Nevis Canyon. I think it was Monday night, wasn't it? I think it's is that what it was? Somewhere around there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, hope everybody's staying safe out there. Why are, wildfires? Two thousand two thousand twenty something else, Gordo. I know. Challenging wow. year. Challenging. Sure has been. Challenging sure has year. Been. Uh, let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little basketball real quick here. Gordo, take a break from the Pac-12 again. Yogi Roth going to join us at the top of the three o'clock hour. Uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch all the games uh, while I was gone, but uh, tried to get to, to get brushed up today, getting ready for the show. And I got to say, my Heat, Gordon, my Heat going to the finals. Knock on wood. We, it's not like we haven't seen a three-one lead blown before. But uh, how about my guys? Your guys are darn good, and. You know, it's 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 fascinating to me, and I wrote a column about this. It's posted at sltrib.com, that if teams like the Heat and the Nuggets can be as successful as they have been and may yet be, that's encouraging news for Jazz fans because they're not that much different than the Jazz. And by that, I don't I don't mean that they necessarily play exactly like the Jazz. Their personnel is a little different. I get that, but it's not like these teams are dominated by by the best player in the league. You watched the Heat last night, and you picked up on this a long time ago, Jake. The way they share the ball, the way they share and shoot the ball, and and with the with the Nuggets, the same thing to some extent, uh, and the way they help one another out. And the way they're mentally tough and the way they hang in and compete no matter what. That game that Boston won, uh, that should have been an absolute blowout for the Celtics. And yet the Heat were having none of that. Yeah, they lost, but they did not make it easy at the end. They were, you know, they were within shouting distance. And I love that in a team. And I think the Jazz share some of these elements or can develop some of these elements in order for them to ascend to that level. I mean, we're one game away from the Heat being in the NBA final. Pretty amazing. And I, I think the Heat success is, is speaks a lot to culture. Um, I don't know if this is pl- applies as much to, to Denver. It probably does. But specifically with the Heat, um, you know, they've got a culture as a team that's well-coached and that works really hard. And I saw somebody online make an interesting point uh, that I hadn't really thought about. And the Heat... Uh, have rebuilt after LeBron leaving without the intentional tanking that we see yeah. so much. And, yeah. uh, you know, they've done it with a lot of smart draft picks. Right. And uh, and being patient, you know, not pushing all of your chips into the middle, but continuing to try and compete and, and setting expectations for the players that you do bring in. And then all of a sudden a guy like Jimmy Butler who's a little bit hard-nosed, but really wants to work and compete, and he fits right into that culture. And um, you know, he—I'm picturing. I think it was the the last um, the last series, Gordon, where you could kind of his his read his lips as Jimmy Butler's yelling. I, you know, I told you we had a team. I told you we had a squad of guys. Yeah. And and he's out there to really prove something. And Pat Riley. You know, Gordon, I, I tease you about uh, the, the your love affair with the, the Showtime Lakers, but, I mean, the truth is Pat Riley's been doing this for a long, long time and had in, an incredible amount of success. And I, I think, you know, where maybe a similarity between the Heat and the Jazz is I think the Jazz have a really healthy culture. And yeah. I think if you get, a you know, your top player or top players to really buy into that culture, 
I mean, I think success is to follow. So I, I do think there's a comparison there. But I think the Heat are, are an example of how if you've got a if you've got a good culture and you've got a team that's coached well and run well, yeah, you're you're capable of doing some stuff. So right. I'm I'm really impressed, and I thought that was an interesting point that the the Heat never really broke it down. Now maybe they weren't the best team in the league, but they were still competitive all the way throughout and making smart moves and drafting. You know, drafting very smartly. I mean, look at Tyler, Tyler Hero. Where was he yes. drafted, Gordon? What was he, Austin? I'm not sure what pick he was taking. But my goodness, was he great last night. Holy cow. And a 20-year-old kid like that to have that kind of confidence and those kinds of those kinds of big plays. I mean, I just sat there and shook my head. It's one of those deals when you watch him play, you go, why the heck didn't everybody want to, want to draft that kid? 13th, by the way. 13th. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, just tremendous showing last night. And the Nuggets, we know firsthand in watching the Jazz compete with that team that, I mean, the Jazz were one point away from sweeping the Nuggets. And I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers. Um, They probably should have won that second game, and we thought they might collapse after that because what what a kick to the onions that was. And yet, what do they do? Come out in the next game and play really well and fight hard the way they do and win. So, I mean, these are things that are within the Jazz's grasp. It's not It's not like, okay, you, if you don't have LeBron James, then you can't win a title. You know, I, 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 take, uh, I take heart in that for all of these franchises. That if you do, like you, what you described with the Heat is a thing of beauty. And if, if, you know, the Jazz have many of those same characteristics. And so it is within reach, at least to get as far. I mean, would you bet on the Heat winning now? Do you think they're going to close out the Celtics, or do you think the Celtics are going to climb back and get this in seven? Oh, no, I, I think the Heat closed them out. The Heat have only lost two games in the whole playoffs, right? The whole right? playoffs, yeah. So I, I don't think it's likely that, that Boston rips off three in a row all of a sudden. So this is good news for Jazz fans. To see these teams achieve what they're achieving right now, they're not that much different than the Jazz. And so, I, yeah, I mean, maybe with maybe with a couple smart moves during the offseason, if the Jazz are motivated, you know, they've that's the whole point of my column, that they've been saying for a long time that they want to win a championship. I've heard that from nearly everyone involved in the organization. And now they're not that far away. So you got to sort of bite the bullet and, 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 and utilize the resources and use the acumen that you talk about that the Heat have and make smart decisions and give Donovan and Rudy a little more help and play tough, and you're right there. All right, we are live. Speaking of right there, I am right here at RGS Construction and Exteriors. Find out what they can do for you, rgsutahsiding.com. Yogi Roth at 3. Uh, stay tuned. We'll get back to the Pac-12 coming up. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big 
Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, hanging out live today from RGS Construction and Exteriors, of course. We're going to talk to Tim here in a second, but Gordon, we're going to have a chance to talk to Yogi Roth coming up next from the Pac-12 Networks. We'll get to his vibe on what may happen with the conference and what we may see with the vote today. Yeah, it's uh, interesting stuff, obviously, to all football fans here. So make sure and stay tuned. But joining the show now are uh, good friend Tim Brown from RGS. And uh, we talked a little bit about rain gutters, Tim. And, you know, with the, the changing season, is that kind of is that kind of the most uh, that uh, attention that people pay or what uh, I guess the most business you're getting right now? Or what are other what else are other people looking at? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably where most people are calling about right now. But, you know, it's actually and don't get me wrong. It's a great time. Get the gutters done now. Let's do them. You know, call us. Let's get them. Try to get them done before the. The winter hits and heat cables and, and gutter covers, et cetera. Those are all good, especially right. with the leaves falling. You know, we're going to have leaves falling here in the valley in another couple of weeks. You don't want to clean your gutters. They're nightmares. That's no fun. No. So, you know, that's why we have a great service that we can do that or we can uh, put covers on so you never have to clean them again. Lifetime guarantee. So those are really good. Um, but the other thing don't, don't forget about is the siding. You know, the siding, stucco, stone, the exteriors of your home. Now's a great time. Um, you know, it, it may take us a few weeks to kind of get things figured out with what you want and get your, your exact design dialed in exactly how you want it. But, but we can still get you done this year. And, and uh, look, we got to keep, keep guys busy all, all Christmas, winter long. So right now is the time we want to fill that pipeline and get those jobs lined up for, uh, for the end of the fall and the beginning of the winter. This is just a, uh, a general me curiosity question. You guys see a lot of fallout from the wind? You know, it's crazy. It's, we've had so many calls on a piece of fascia blown off or yeah. a gas belt blown off, just one little tiny things, and it's, it's so hard because we definitely want to take care of our customers. We're happy to do those, but those little jobs are just so hard, right? Yeah, and right. So, you know, typically, and I tell listeners all the time, if it's one piece of anything, you're better off to call a handyman. Because they'll be at there way quicker and way faster for just something small. Right. But if it's big, you know, call us. Well, let's look at it and let's see. But, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of – and roofers right now, oh, my gosh, so many roofs from this, this storm yeah. has destroyed them. Crazy how that – how I've seen few things like it in right. my time here. Yeah. You know, and it's weird, too. Like, you drive, like, down one street and you've got trees blown down everywhere. Yeah. And the street over, they're totally fine. So it's, it's just the most a, random storm. What a wild, wild oh, event. Man. Yeah, wild event. 2020, okay. another thing in 2020. Seriously. Let's, let's, let's chalk it up. All right, rgsutahsiding.com. Find out what they can do for you, rgsutahsiding.com. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Yogi Roth next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.